Welcome back to Big Mood. We're back, everybody. Who is here? Uh, I'm Nikki. Uh, I'm Gina. I was totally paying attention. I'm Bose. <laughs> I'm Jess. Uh, and we are talking about times that we doubted ourselves. Every day. Every day. Every minute of you know every what? hour. Uh, you know what I'm doubting right now? What? Uh, I'm doubting uh, myself because I think we were supposed to change outfits for the next episode. Uh, I didn't change either. Okay, cool. We're Never fucking mind. slobs. Gone. <laughs> why, why pretend it's a different day? <laughs> Same ass day. Well, right. meanwhile, movie, movie magic, you guys. Are, yes. Meanwhile, Jess and I, we've changed. Yeah. You know what the thing is? Connect feet with me. I freaking steamed four different outfits. I steamed four different outfits to change into them, and then my lazy ass is like, but I don't want to change. Yeah. This is comfy. Why? Yeah. What are we wearing that's so comfy? Uh, we're wearing merch. big mood merch yeah. that you can get for a very limited time. In yes. fact. I don't even know if it's still available within this episode. Is that? <laughs> I know. Click the link in the description screen. to see it. Because you <laughs> cannot there. buy it after February 14th. That's but, true. Yeah, but maybe this is just a, a limited Valentine's Day design that we came up with. We're going to be releasing other merch, but not the but not Valentine's Day one. one. It's probably yeah. gone by now. You can still check the link because that is where our merch will go when we do have merch. Cute yeah. shit. It's it so is, damn right? Cute. It's cute. I, I hope you it. got this, because yeah. if not... I hope you got it. Too bad, right so sad. Did Just like the, like the Hey Bitch merch that Did no one got. I got some. <laughs> I got some, but y'all didn't. Ha-ha. <laughs> 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 I did, and then they got mad at me because when we went to open up our bank account for Big Mood, I rolled out of bed and I just put the Hey Bitch hoodie on, and they were like, Bose, you cannot wear that. Yeah. It's, it's our Big <laughs> Mood. Wrong gang. Wrong gang. <laughs> wrong. Let's fuck you. are in the wrong colors. <laughs> You're going to get us demonetized at the bank. Oh, my God. <laughs> um, so times we doubted ourselves and yes we I mean people doubt themselves a lot but is there any can you think of a time where you were like I don't know if I can pull this off and then you fucking did dude me um this is so superficial and stupid but when I was in high school before I was gonna go try out for cheerleading I hella doubted myself because I was a nerd in middle school and I was like I'm gonna be cool in high school we're gonna turn this ship around oh, I love that rebrand so then, so then yeah so then freshman year in high school I go to do the um, cheerleader tryouts I fucking blew everyone out of the water wow. Wow. Oh, sucked ass no I can't do the splits there's so I never trained gymnastics or anything so I can't do the splits I can't do any of the tumbling or any of that shit but as far as like the cheer part like I was so much better than everyone like the dancing choreography all that shit I was like these bitches suck I, I desperately want to see pictures of cheerleader know, Jess me too. well we have pictures I've, I've shown pictures but have we even seen, seen cheerleader Jess I, I was in yeah I, I think I showed I think one. I saw one no. picture yeah <gasps> I was no. like in the News, we, didn't we were in the newspaper a lot. I have newspaper Bitch. clippings of me too. Like, <laughs> wow, I had show. the opposite experience with cheer because I thought I hella believed in myself. <laughs> And I was like, I've been d- taking dance since I was four. I like, I oh, can you should have been good at it. Yeah. And I like, I'm really good with choreography, but all of the girls. So I went to a different high school than the people from my junior high went to. So I was the only girl from that other junior high. And so all those girls were cheerleaders from the middle school that usually people go to that high school for. And so the person, the coach of the cheerleading squad was the same coach from the middle school. So she knew all the girls except for me and this one other girl. And we were the only two that didn't make the team. But they like reached out personally and they're like, they're like, yeah, so like we thought you were really, really good and we really want you to try out for sophomore year um, cheerleading because like you'll definitely make it. It's just that like we wanted to keep these girls together. And I was like, fuck that. And that's when I stopped believing in school and myself and everything oh, oh my I god went, i went punk rock did you have god. to audition for cheerleading yeah yeah i auditioned too and i, I made, made it on the team pretty fucking easy <laughs> yeah <laughs> fuck you guys <laughs> but 
I just showed up and they put me on the yeah, table. The thing is, like, I don't even remember auditioning, but don't I remember believe in like, yourself ever. I, oh, never I remember. Yourself. I remember. I it was nerve wracking. We had cheerleaders from a college, like in the next town over. Like they, these, like kind of professional college cheerleaders were our judges for our high school cheerleading tryouts, and I was so nervous. I feel like I was shaking the whole time. But then, I was, as I was watching other girls, I was like. Oh, I always doubt myself to be honest, but usually I fucking pull shit off. And, but I don't know why every time I still doubt myself. Yeah, it happened. I mean, so that reminds me of, um, doing standup. Like I always like before a show, I'm like, Oh shit, everyone's going to be so funny. And then I'm going to go up and I'm like, I don't know if I'm going to pull it off, but I got in the habit of actually waiting in the audience to watch the other standups before I go up because it made me feel so much better. Cause I was like, <laughs> you see how bad everyone else is. <laughs> like, so I, I got this. <laughs> what was your, what, you tried out? Were you on the team? Yeah. Oh, okay. And then like, I, I do we, just, why do we have the same life? We were both really never talk about Hooters this. Girls. We <laughs> worked guys, at strip club. You guys had a movie made about you. I think it was life. called um, Separated at Birth. <laughs> <Yeah>. No. <laughs> so Wait, the, what is that? The... T- uh, Toros. Oh, bring it on! Oh my god! Oh my god! Are that movie? You're so the, the Clovers. Yeah. Oh, because I'm black. Yes. Look out! The fuck out! No, everyone because on my I'm black. because I'm better, dude. Everyone, everyone on my team was uh, they were all white. Every, of course, there were no fucking black cheerleaders. But I don't even remember trying. <laughs> did it for like I don't even know how long I did it I quit because it wasn't what I thought it was I think I only auditioned because I wanted like the validation of like I'm a cheerleader you like get the get the uniform and wear it in the hallway or some shit yeah I just wanted wanted friends I wanted to be a cheerleader because I thought that that was cool (laughs) and then it didn't do anything for me so I just like quit and then see these pictures also they wanted me to be a flyer which like I was just not because you're tiny yeah yeah why were you not are you scared Uh, I don't oh god Oh, I thought please? I was going to sneeze. Okay. Right. <laughs> I Are you down bring in your seat? Oh, oh, bless you. Oh, oh that was a wet one. <laughs> oh, God. Dude, that was. Dude, I feel like coronavirus just hit no, the dude, set. It just hit the set. Don't <laughs> say it like that, Mike. Next. Right, I'm don't, the closest thing to Chinese, it. all right? Someone's going to be racist <laughs> to me right now. I swear to God. I'm going to cough on all you bitches real hard if you guys start getting some shit on yeah. me. <laughs> I'm trying to think of it. I feel like I'm always doubting myself. I don't know if it's the same for you guys, but whenever I just don't think about it, yeah. I just kind of do it and it works out. And I'm like, wow, I can't yeah. believe I did that. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I was writing the statistic, um, uh, reading, not writing. I don't know if I pronounced that <laughs> correctly. I, I had no idea but what I, you said. I loved that. You were like, the, 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 a statistic. <laughs> <laughs> I was having dick dicks. Um, now I was reading a statistic. <laughs> Wow, we, we are call off it now. the rails. Oh, that's what we call it now. <laughs> Me and my man last night, he gave me some dick dick. <laughs> I was reading that dick dick. <laughs> um, so I was reading a statistic that men uh, will apply for jobs that they feel at least 60% qualified for. Oh, yeah. For. I've read that. St- dick. Dick. St- dick. 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 I've read that on dick dick. <laughs> So those dick dicks, they'd be applying for jobs that they're only 60, 60% qualified for, while women feel the need to be 100% yeah. qualified before applying for a job. So it's interesting why like we doubt ourselves and then we would kill it because, I mean, it makes sense that 
like most of the employers are looking at you know between the guys and the girls like the guys are way less qualified and they're and they'll, like, oh, they'll pay them more they'll they'll accept them faster because of the, the confidence. confidence yeah dude I have a great fucking example of this as of this episode coming out I'm now unemployed oh, <laughs> and on I'm purpose so you're self-employed yeah self-employed. I'm self-employed but I've never talked about what I did I've always kept it really low-key because I didn't want anyone to like find me yeah, and kill me I don't know what you guys are thinking of Stripper. I don't know if you love me or you hate me you Stripper. know <laughs> <laughs> so okay so I'm gonna tell you you guys kind of know what I do but I'm gonna tell you guys what I did Ooh. and like how this even okay so I was working at a law firm this was I'm so excited to tell this finally yes the day has come the day has come so I was working on a law firm in like January February and this law firm was fucking going under <laughs> I was wait the firm was going under the, it was a bar association but so oh. I'm sitting at my desk one day and I hear the the CFO go into the CEO's office and he's like okay good news mock we've got enough in the account to pay to make payroll and oh. I was like oh, oh, oh no it's like, never a good sign bitch oh. what I heard that and I was very concerned like it was a really beautiful place like in Beverly Hills and I felt great whatever and and like also just things weren't working out there so I was like I need to find another job so I I'm so excited to fucking finally say this so I right when it was really bad I broke out in full body hives and I was like I gotta get the fuck out of here but I want something like something fire I see a job for marketing and comedy and it was at Live Nation and yeah some of you I don't know if some of you guys know but Live Nation owns Ticketmaster like it is it's a huge company it's huge mm-hmm. it is a multi-billion dollar company in 90210 and so i so my job and this job where i was interviewing they were about maybe like 0.8 miles away so i go on my lunch break and i fucking run across the street i like i had to run through beverly hills like up and down the steps of the civic center to get to this audition or to get to this interview and this is such a big position. I'm talking like executive fucking, level, dude. Yes, yeah. name on the door, unlimited lunch. You do your own PTO. office, right? yeah, dude. Like all fucking, dude. It was. I love you. I didn't even realize how serious this job was. It was my responsibility to talk to like the top agents from like WMA, WME, CAA. I've met like the head of comedy at UTA. Like sat down at these big fucking meetings. I mean, it was insane. Like I was in charge of like all of this shit. We did touring for Dave Chappelle, Ali Wong. Like, like some of the biggest people, Oprah, so, Oprah, literally, <laughs> fucking Oprah. Oprah, oh, everyone huge, and. I'm interviewing for this job and like I'm in there I'm talking to the guy who actually happens to be like his name is Jeff he's like a comedy legend he's Dave Chappelle's best friend put him on tour like right after Chappelle's show ended like this guy's a fucking legend and I'm interviewing here and I'm like I'm not gonna get this job <laughs> I'm I'm absolutely not gonna get this job but that was my reality of it and then literally the next fucking day they call me and they're like can you come in for another interview and I'm like yeah now I'm in this other giant boardroom with these two like women that are very intimidating and they know this shit like the back of their hand they were like so who are your favorite comedians and i'm like i don't know <laughs> like they, they asked me all these really intense questions but the crazy shit was was i knew the answer to everything like i had all the answers and so like i just completely doubted myself but then when i'm in there it just is firing off yeah. and i'm like okay great they call me the next day and i got the fucking job yeah <laughs> little did i know that in my doubt of it and seeing this whole big picture and seeing myself so small this comedy division had actually all spoken word and youtubers tour come through them so there were people like cody ko and smosh they were supposed to be touring and they come to this division <laughs> and they don't know how to market these acts so i'm a marketer that comes from the youtube world and podcasting world so i'm like i can sell these shows like the back of my hand no 
problem. I was so niche and they needed me. It was so perfect. Dude, it was so perfect. And I, I didn't believe in myself at all. And I come in there, I end up being a fucking rock star at the job. They didn't want me to leave. <laughs> like It was like so flattering. They made me, I, I couldn't put in a two weeks notice. They made me put in a month's notice. <laughs> like, and yeah, she kept texting us. She was like, guys, they want me to stay for another two weeks. And we're all like, no, just quit. They like, wanted me to stay until May. Yeah. Yeah. They literally wanted me to stay till May. Like we were working on this giant festival with Netflix, which like would have been announced and shit by now. Like that's fucking happening. And like I was a part of all of that. Like that was my job. Like little stupid me with no college degree just out here in L.A. And I'm like, I was fucking it up. Yeah. And now I work with you bitches full time. <laughs> I'm like, I, I don't agree. She's, she's like, but I don't have an office, but it's OK. Do you want to touch a little bit on why? Like, because it is still a corporate job. It's still a fucking oh. headache. It's like, it, yeah, it was it was really rough. I had to deal with a lot of angry agents, like essentially and just to like break it down, guys, like my oh my God, like I don't I'm not trying to make this all about me, but just like so you guys understand the scope of it. I would have to wake up at six or seven a.m., check all of this shit for tours. I had agents in New York like Bose, why aren't these fucking what's up with these VIP tickets? And I'd have to all hands on deck, like get on the fucking phone with Ticketmaster, figure all this stuff out. Like I feel like Ticketmaster is always trending because the website breaks yeah. during these shows and I'm on the other end having to fix all of this. It's an absolute nightmare. I was the national tour director, which means if a show confirmed, like for example, I did Smosh's tour. <laughs> So, I love that for you. So funny. <laughs> I also did a Tiny Meat Gang that was like Cody Coast tour. So what happens is my buyer comes to me and he's like, "All right, Bose, uh, we're going on tour with thirty different cities." So I, as the national director, have to set up the ticketing, set up the marketing, and there's locals in each market that have to report to me, and I have to approve their advertising. I have to approve this. So I'm literally in charge of people that I've never met all across the country, like every day. And if something goes wrong, it's my fault. So. It was very, very stressful. If tickets weren't selling, like it was it was all over me. Like, oh my God, it was it was honestly a nightmare. And so, like, doing this podcast with us, like, I am able to comfortably leave that. Yeah. And I also had another fantastic opportunity in producing that popped up for me. And this is something I never would have dreamed for myself. And it's like I've literally been doubting myself every day waking up because I'm like, I'm not good enough for anything. <laughs> I, like, I should just die right now and end it. But it's like when you don't think about it and you're just coasting things just come to you yeah but when we doubt ourselves we stop them from happening we believe we can't because i feel like didn't you say before when you were auditioning for smosh or when they flew you out here you thought you didn't get that either yes. yeah yeah i was so sure that i didn't get it like i'm literally there and i'm the only person that's auditioning <laughs> and i called my mom and i was like they're not gonna hire me and she's like why and i was like it's not happening <laughs> But, you know, I don't know if it's the same for you guys, but sometimes I feel like I doubt myself to protect myself from disappointment. Oh, for sure. For sure. Like, people have, you know, you fear of failure, uh, fear of embarrassment, like that that it's like a confirmation that you're not good enough. So a lot of people won't even try because they'll talk themselves out of it and be like, well, I'm not qualified. I'm not good enough. Because if they actually did put out a, a go out on a limb and try and then get rejected it would validate that fear that they aren't good enough um i also think that at least for me i i put everyone else on a pedestal where i'm like well everyone else walking in the store to get interviewed is probably so qualified and they like they probably run five businesses and they probably are like super pretty and like they probably like know how to do a bunch of stuff and they probably went to 50 different schools and they have all these degrees and like i just put them i went to 50 
they're like they won oscars <laughs> like that's a good thing like nikki i've been to eight schools and i can tell you right now it should have just stayed at about four <laughs> while you're just like you're auditioning for the like the waitress the quirky waitress yeah, yeah. and you're like all these girls are so much better than me yeah i, I honestly like i'd be in the room i do so well on self-tapes god self-tapes? i want nikki to go on the bachelor <laughs> I just saw it for the first time. Like (gasps) I started watching it too. And there's this one girl who I love. She's from Virginia Beach. And I loved when she was crying because everyone else was so pretty. And she's like drop dead gorgeous. And she's like, they're all so pretty. And I'm like, (laughs) I've only seen one clip and it's a girl who's like, I think he's a pilot and she's like I'm a flight attendant and you know it like it just special. makes me so special and then literally the next girl that comes is I'm a flight attendant I love oh, the no. editing on that because <laughs> yeah, they had like three more eyes. flight attendants and then she cuts her like well I guess everyone's a fucking flight attendant <laughs> yeah. and also I would just like to chime in here for you Bachelor fans he's not even a licensed commercial pilot it really no he's not he he literally cannot fly Delta American Airlines no nothing like he's well, fuck that guy then so, yeah, Spirit Airlines yeah. no not even Spirit <laughs> Girl, you gotta in order to like be an official pilot, you have to fly like twenty thousand hours, which is why most pilots are like n- people that were in the navy that yeah. like had to Air fly. Force. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but he just he's just jerking off and my like girlfriend, uh, doing dog fighting jets or dude, something. My favorite was this this girl that was like she, in her opening. She goes. I have a really dry sense of humor, but that's the only thing that's dry about me. Well, that was embarrassing. Oh my God. I can't believe I said that. And then when she does her one-on-one, like two hours later with him, she goes, um, sorry about my opening. You handled it so well. And he's like, I'm sorry. I forgot what you even said. And she was like, I I said that I have a dry sense of humor, but that's the only thing dry about me. And then another girl cuts her off and like, and she goes to the confession booth. She's like, that's the only thing I've ever said. Oh my god! Imagine that. Like that's the only time he gets to meet. Me. Oh my god! And then she got picked. I'm like, this is rigged. My <laughs> girlfriend was on The Bachelor, and then like, and then she got eliminated like late game. And then we would text each other when the, whenever there's an episode. And she's like, no, trust me, this dude's fucking creepy as shit. Like, I'm really glad I wasn't there. And then like, it just came out when everyone was like, yeah, he's actually kind of fucking weird, dude. The one, the current one right now? Uh, no, it was one of the previous ones. Uh, the okay. recent previous ones. My oh, favorite damn. thing yeah. about this season is. Okay, we're gonna get. It's like a bachelor review. I have to say this. Okay, all the diversity bachelor. Because this guy is so like just he's just straight white guy, and they they have like they have like five or six black girls on, and I'm like. Y'all know Pete does not want you. Know yeah. like, he keeps picking Southern like, girls and yeah. like Southern white girls. He keeps <laughs> taking these long dates with like women that look like Jess. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But then, you know, the producers are like, we need, you, we need you to space out when you get rid of the black girls. You can't get rid of them. <laughs> they do. They rid of them all. do. Like, and, and like, they know. They know he don't want us. They yeah. know it. He's not or, picking Or dates. the Asian girls. Like, there's Asian girls on there too that I'm like, he doesn't want those yeah. Asian girls. He does not want that yeah. diverse. You know, we, you know what we need? We need a little, we need a brown bachelor. Where's yeah, the brown? The brown bachelor. bachelors at yeah, and I want Obama to... bachelor. Oh, dude, yeah, absolutely. Can we flash that picture on the screen? I want to give you uh, a Obama's rose. tight ass. Uh, <laughs> our date was real nice, and I, I just, I really want to make out with you. Uh. <laughs> uh, um, uh. So times that we doubted ourselves. Yeah, so the bachelor right. does instill a lot of that whole like self doubt because you're like you are going in there into a situation thinking like, all right, maybe I got this. You talked yourself up and then you get in a room and everybody is either just as qualified as you or maybe even better. And you're like, holy shit, maybe I don't got this. For me, it was, uh, it's true what Bo said. Like when you don't try, it just kind of happens. So <laughs> when I was uh, 17 years old, I decided to enter a beauty pageant for shits and giggles. And this was like, like 
like goth Gina, right? Uh-huh. It was the summer. I was like, oh, fuck it, let's do it. And so like I ended up making it past preliminaries. I was like, oh fuck, now I gotta tell my family. <laughs> so then I went to the competition and like the main competition was in Vegas. So I went and then I remember like the day before the competition, all the girls were like freaking out, studying their questions and working out. And I was eating like a plate of bacon because there was a buffet at the hotel. Oh my god, Gina! <laughs> and then I ended, up, I ended up getting second runner-up, and I was like oh the youngest god. in the history oh of the. Oh my god! Yeah, I was like the youngest in the history of the royal court, and I was just like, dope. Everyone this hated awesome. you. Everyone hated me. Nobody took me seriously. I didn't even know how to do my own makeup. And then, and then there were times when it's like when I actually had to really do something. Um, <clears throat> so a while back, I used to own a talent agency. I opened one up and then the talent agency, I would have to like work from everything from like uh, the business to the uniform. And what do you use in the uniform? A bra. That's right. Oh, here we go. Hoist that bra titties up. Ladies with more than 80 sizes. That's more than any other brand. Third Love has your perfect size. That was good. Yeah. (laughs) And they help you find it by using their Fit Finder quiz where you can put in your strap size, your band size, your cop size to make your absolute perfect bra. Guys, we're wearing them every day. They should be as comfortable as possible. And don't forget, they need to make those boobies look good. Mm -hmm. They do make them boobies look good. I love that it it doesn't have a lot of padding in it or anything, but my boobies still look good. And also the strap doesn't fall down and the cups don't get this gap. I thought that you were supposed to have a gap in the, that's where you hide your cups. yeah <laughs> well you know guys comfort and quality at the perfect fit and that's what you're gonna get with third love and i i always say this because this is my personal experience with it but when i first filled out the fit finder quiz i didn't i didn't really get my own size correct and the cool thing was was i submitted to send my bra back and get a new one and it asked me just three really quick questions did this fit how did this was this too loose or too big too loose too big too loose too big and i filled it out I send the bra back within less than 48 hours they had sent me a brand new bra and it is perfect I only have one third love bra and it's in black and I'm so disappointed that I don't have a beige one too because I want to wear it every freaking day it's so comfortable whenever I see Nikki's boobs and they look all soft I'm like please one squeeze ma'am please <laughs> one squeeze only though and they donate that that bra that gently used bra that you returned uh, to women in need supporting charities in their local San Francisco Bay Area and across the United States which yes I really girls send it back until they get it right but when they get it right you are in for a treat so you guys can get your perfect bra from Third Love. And right now, they are offering our listeners 15% off of your first order. So go to thirdlove.com slash bigmood now to find your perfect fitting bra and get 15% off of your first purchase. That's right. Thirdlove.com slash bigmood for 15% off. Also, guys, the panties are so soft. Please send me more panties. And when you get your bra and panties on, you're going to want some clothes over those bra and panties. <laughs> oh, absolutely. <laughs> go ahead and uh, get yourself some stitches. Fix. Um, I like Stitch Fix because you can go and take a quiz where you fill out your style, um, your body shape, the types of clothes you like, the things that the styles that you like. I even like how they have pictures of different um, outfits and stuff, and you decide if you like it or not. And then from that, they determine they they pair you with a stylist and then they kind of determine your style and they send you a surprise box of goodies and you get to try on those goodies for three days and keep what you like send back what you don't and if you keep everything you get a discount on your on your box the styling fee is waived it's a there's a twenty dollar styling fee and that's waived um 
or it's actually applied towards everything that you keep in your box. You can pick between automatic shipments or get new pieces on demand. Um, and they deliver your favorite clothing, shoes, and accessories, including brands you know and love, as well as exclusive styles that you won't find anywhere else. Their jeans are so comfortable. Dude, I yeah. kept my jeans. Right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. I, I kept my jeans too. They're so comfortable. I, don't I kept know my what, whole box. I don't know what they did. They put something in them fibers. So nice. <laughs> it's it in the so fibers. nice. I made my butt look real cute. I like them. Yeah, the I butt actually have mine cute. here on set right now. I wore them today. Oh. oh. See, we all like those jeans. Yeah. Uh, so to get started today at stitchfix.com slash mood, you get an extra 25% off when you keep everything in your box. That's stitchfix.com slash mood. mood. Stitchfix.com slash mood. 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 So what happened at this talent agency? Right. So, um... I auditioned for uh, this, this 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 national tour, and I ended up not getting it. And then later on, I like a few months later, my friends like, "Hey, you know, their competitor needs um, to hire girls, but they won't work unless it's with an agency. Do you want to start your own agency?" And I was like, "Yeah, sure, fuck it, why not?" And then it was a lot of doubt. This is my first time starting a business. I was like twenty four. Yeah. And then like I had to learn everything on the fly, and I opened it up within like two weeks. So I had to learn like um, business license. I had to have like a ten million dollar umbrella insurance thing in case anything ha- like. I, there was just all this shit that I had to learn, and I was terrified the whole time. And it was just That's me. Hot, Gina. Thanks, <laughs> but it was just me, and I lived on my own. I was by myself, um, and then I ended up opening a talent agency, and I landed like a multi like with a, a contract with like a multi-billion dollar huge company that was the direct competitor of the people that rejected me before oh my god Woo! that's amazing yeah. oh, sh- that's so, such a good story right? and, Dude. Then, and then so i was like holy shit i'm doing this and then it was a, a, there was a lot of doubt because the, all the models that i hired were older than me so it's like it's you're working with a bunch of models which means a lot of ego yeah and they have to take orders or not orders but like i'm younger than them and I'm the one who's hiring them paying them out and taking care of you know everything and like flying them out and shit so it was like a lot of doubt for me but then I realized like I have to I have to buck up because Mm -hmm. like yeah I am younger but I can fire you this is my business right and I actually had to fire a girl and she was not happy about it but it's just like and it was uh, I know a part of it was just like it's because I'm younger than you huh you know Gina can you fire me practice firing me like how do you do it if you want to keep your job you come into my office right now. <laughs> oh, my God. oh my God. Did you have an HR department? Gina Wine's I was like HR department. HR. <laughs> <laughs> so, human um, resources. You are a human and I'm going to use you resourcefully. <laughs> so, um, I ended up touring for three years and it was just incredible and I, it was just so much fun. And then I realized, man, I really don't want to deal with models anymore so I got rid of that. Um, and then after that was um, uh, streaming. So uh, I got into streaming and then I remember like five minutes or like even like right before I started streaming, it was like a week before I was streaming. I was kind of like, fuck, I was I was really doubting myself because until then I've only done like traditional like we can edit things out if I say something wrong, whatever. Right. But this is like live. Like if I say the wrong word, I'm getting canceled immediately, you know. <laughs> so <laughs> and then so what word would that be, Gina? <laughs> huh? There's big- several. There's several. We don't yeah, need to. We several. don't need to go down. There's the several. Okay, okay. Yeah. I just um, curious. <laughs> it's a word that we all love, actually. <laughs> um, so, and then so I remember, like, right when I was about to go live, I was like, "Man, I'm gonna fucking blow this." Or what if I'm not entertaining? What if I'm only entertaining just because I'm edited entertaining? You know, mm-hmm. like, fuck. What if nobody actually really likes me? What if nobody shows up? What if nobody cares about my stream? I'm about to hop on Twitch and I have like zero viewers. You know, like it's. I was. It was so nerve wracking. 
And then when I jumped on, like hundreds of people came. They're like, oh my God, you're streaming. And then I remember, um, and then I was thinking like, how far is this really going to go? Like, you know, this is just for fun. And then the first donation I got was like a hundred bucks. And the moment that popped up, I thought Cha-ching. it was, yeah, the moment that popped up, I thought it was fake. And then I looked at it, confirmed it was real. And then it was just instant bawling. And I was just, I was sobbing my eyes out and everyone's like, whoa, what the fuck is They're going like, on? Come on, bitch. Welcome to Twist. This yeah. is very sad. Come get a G. Exactly. And I was just like, I was so nervous. I didn't think anyone would watch me, but somebody just threw a hundred dollars at me. Mm. This is great. Thank you so much. And I'm just, just like sobbing my eyes out. And then like two years later, I'm just, I'm just. I think I I streamed hungover the other day and it was fantastic. <laughs> I feel like those early signs of success are like they mean the most because mm-hmm. you're like that's the time where you're in the most doubt of yourself and you really need that like boost of like oh the, like this I am I am okay to do this I yeah. am qualified to do this yeah or like I there are times when um like I would have I would sit down have business meetings or oh my god there was one where I was brought to like this it was like a National Geographic thing like event for like video games and stuff like that and i didn't know until five minutes before that i was gonna go on stage and speak oh shit and i was just like what the fuck and this was like purple pink hair gina right mm-hmm. you had purple hair yeah you said purplish pink hair Show me picture. <laughs> and then i was just like what the fuck i'm gonna go on stage and then have you guys ever seen old school yeah so i spoke and then I got off stage and then people were like, oh my God, you did fantastic. I was like, what happened? I blacked out. Oh, <laughs> I have no idea what the fuck just happened. Like, I, like it was just a full on thing and I saw a video of it. I was like, that was me? Like, I can actually do this. Just completely blacked out. Or when I go on, like when I have a business meetings um, and then like I've, I had a couple of friends come with me because I used to work with like some close friends and then like I would speak and I would pitch and then afterwards they're like, Gina, what the fuck was that? I was like, I have no idea. I blacked out. Like, it just happens. Like you get the powers of the universe yeah. that like, channel <laughs> through you. all the time. Yeah. yeah. I think it's like, I'm doubting myself constantly. Like, even sometimes when we're filming or if I'm filming on JK News or something like that, it's like, it's almost, I feel like the world stops. Seconds are ticking by. Like, each second feels like an hour. And I'm like, what am I doing? Yeah. Is what I'm saying even happening? Like, I'm just in this, like, slow motion, like, what's happening right now? Yeah. And then afterwards, I watch it, and I'm like, oh, I carried on a lucid conversation. Like, yeah. what, what, what it's was like a, yeah. Why was it's, my head like that? It's almost like an out-of-body experience, yeah. because, like, when I'm in that meeting, I'm sitting there talking, but I'm also standing here like, this bitch actually sounds pretty good, Gina. <laughs> right? like, oh, good job. I have such a good example of this. Go for it. I, so when I worked at the law firm that was about to fucking go under, <laughs> there was uh, so there was this lady that had worked there and she worked there for 25, 30 years and she was the marketing director and they hired me on because for the past four years she was supposed to get, let's just say her name was Lucy. Lucy was supposed to get this marketing plan together for the longest time. They had an executive committee called XCOM and they also had the BOG, which is the Board of Governors. And every year they were like, Lucy, where is this fucking thing? Well, I wanted her title so i was trying to push her out of the company oh, okay. <laughs> because she needed to go wow. anyways and everyone wanted everyone wanted her gone she was late 70s so due to some kind of weird california law they couldn't fire her because you needed to have a reason to fire her because you can't just fire her because she's old this lady mm-hmm. had hr complaints at one point she told somebody in the bog that uh before i came there that i was selling lingerie on youtube mm-hmm. that's just what she told people so what? i reported that shit to hr and they I were bought like, some panties from bose 
Did you? Yeah. Oh. Gently used. Gently. <laughs> Wait, what? They straight up orange is the new black style. Yeah. <laughs> my podcast it. It's like prison panties. They're podcast panties. Yeah. Buyers now. <laughs> oh, by the way, hey, we have our Teespring and we're going to be putting those on the Teespring. Yeah, <laughs> podcast panties. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um. So anyways, I want to push this old bitch out because she was so mean to me. She was just awful to me so we're in a meeting for the beginning of the year and they're like lucy where is the plan and so finally i step up i'm like hey if you guys give me two days to work from home i'll knock this thing out real fast so i ended up like writing this 12 page marketing plan for like 2019 for the whole company and they were like okay well we need you to present it and so obviously i'm extra so i do a whole like uh powerpoint presentation with it too smoke machines and lights oh dude it was it was crazy (laughs) it was crazy because they were all old and i had to make this like resonate with them i did this one slide where it showed like the top companies like apple amazon da 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 and then it showed like these like medium-sized companies like nike like a pretty big company but then it showed those big companies that were defunct and i used it to draw like a contrast and like as i started to say how like their stuff was like phasing out I like made them like fade away and I made them realize like if you guys don't change your ways and your marketing strategies you're gonna fade away like these companies and they were all like whoa you know but prior to me going in there um so I was super confident in my presentation I feel good about it I'm feeling great everything like I'm hot young like I know what I'm doing this is gonna be great well they have me come into the BOG meeting and these are all attorneys and they're like 40 50 60 year old attorneys I had never, and they were doing a vote on something and they were like using all this weird like Latin language, it was like a fucking cult and they were trying to pass this vote on something. I have never been in a room before where every single person around me was speaking English but I had no idea what was going on. <laughs> it was the most intimidating thing ever and so they had me in 10 minutes before my presentation so I heard all of their stuff and these are 60 year old lawyers that were so smart and like I was, I got so scared like I thought I was going to cry, I was so anxious and like I had to do my uh, presentation so the big thing pops up on the screen it's like 2019 realignment and it's like my presentation and it's like just go and so like i oh my god i thought i was gonna fucking pass out it was so bad and so by and i just kind of like winged it and by the end of it like literally like one old lady like stood up and clapped and then like some other people were like still sitting and they like just fucking clapped and then they were she was like i want her i want her on my team can you come to my law firm and everyone like shook my hand and shit afterwards and they were like yeah they were like this is like awesome and shit and then they were like okay we want you to do that for the executive committee okay we want you to do that for this committee because they were trying to use me to excite everyone because like the way I speak and everything too they wanted me to like show all the other committees like okay guys we're not going under like this is gonna save shit and and also let me just file a complaint here that felt really good when I I thought it was all gonna like go under but my fucking CEO who just kind of was like using me to bring like a youth and an energy into the company one day before a presentation he literally says to me while he's putting on his suit he's like are you ready for your dog and pony show (gasps) and I was like bitch what the fuck you mean and like i kind of knew what he meant by that but i literally googled it just to like really get it and it basically meant like an exciting performance with little to no value Mm -hmm. like it meant like all like fluff Mm -hmm. and that really like fucking hurt me because all these people like believed in me and i started to feel more confident but then i'm like oh there's some people that are not vocalizing how they really feel about everything i'm saying and like that was gonna have haters did it go under that shit fucking hurt did it, it. Go, did it go under uh it's still running but just barely, barely. 
barely. Yeah. yeah. I went to visit the other day and it was it was really cool that everyone was so like stoked to see me and I felt like I didn't leave a horrible impression. But I was so scared going to that presentation. But sometimes you gotta like understand like your value and what you bring to the table and you can't like compare yourself to everyone else in the room that's pretty. Like everyone else may be pretty, but like what are you what else are you bringing? Like what is special about you that no one else can duplicate? And you gotta remind yourself of that if you're ever really doubting it. Totally. I, that actually reminds me of um, before I did stand-up, I was I worked for this insurance Terrifying, company. by the way. I am so like, so, I, yeah. I am, love stand-up. I admire you for that yeah. because Thank you. I would shit myself. That's gonna be one of the worst things ever to do. Yeah, we yeah. all better that get used nightmare. to it for when we go and do some live shows. Live yes. shows are fine, but stand-up? Oh, okay. Stand-up's uh, different. No. That's like know. cold audience. So it's like, uh, yeah, I guess I get, a, I get a fucking thrill and an adrenaline rush from it. I could never sing on stage or like Which do something crazy because women are just not funny. True, I'm, I'm terrible. I'm, I'm Straight totally up, everyone, not funny. No. Everyone knows Bryce this. is like yeah. cracking up. No. It's a fact, it's right? Crazy. Right, They're laughing because they all want to sleep with me. So yeah. no. exactly. They're not there for your comedy. They're there for your um, tits. I but mean, before I did stand up, I did. Uh, I was uh, working for this insurance company, and I was the youngest what? person uh, to. Like, I was working for them, and um, there's different departments. There was individual sales, where like you're cold calling leads and like you're sitting and setting up appointments and whatever and you're um, selling insurance that way. I wanted to call, cold call companies and sell as employee benefits. And in that department, group sales, there were only like old people that were doing it. Like old men going around and like that was their day cold calling companies and like coming in and doing employee benefits. But there was this one hot ass like 30 something year old uh, like star girl that would like that came to our company and gave, gave a speech and she was doing like group sales in her area in like uh, Southern California. I was in Central California and um, and she inspired me and I was like, maybe I can do it. And I didn't think I could get past the cold calling because that shit sounds scary as fuck. I was like, I don't know what to say. Like, I'm just a person. Yo, getting hung up on builds character though. Yeah, I really to do that does. too. It does. Yeah. And like, I put together a script and like my whole goal was like to just make it sound like it wasn't a script and like to get like very charismatic and work on charisma and stuff. You mean like those people that call me and I still think of Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then I feel bad about it afterwards. I think all that rejection d- did help doing stand-up and, and acting and, and auditioning Dude, later. A guy but- came to my door and I had my, my, my camera doorbell and he was like raising money for a church youth whatever to do with drugs and blah 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 and he's like I used to be a meth head but I'm sober and I'm like, like go part yourself of, and all part of it's just like <laughs> I'm really happy for you, but I'm not going to... Look, man, I'm not going to donate shit, yeah. but I'm very happy for you. But yeah, go ahead. <laughs> like, I'm proud of you, but... I'm proud of you. <laughs> bye But I'm ready to the Bachelor show. Send your kids out to do that ding-dong shit to build character. Um, yeah. So anyway, I go... Like, everyone was like, you're way too young to do group sales. And I, go, I went and did uh, a whole, like company group sales thing and sold to like 20 people at a bank that were all like there to get they were buying their health insurance they were buying their medical you know everything and I and I sold them all insurance and um the thing that I loved about it that set me apart where I like realized like what made me valuable was that I was making them laugh a bunch in my speech about the insurance so I would like 
do a bullet point, make a joke about a story or whatever, and everyone would laugh. And that was the fulfilling part for me. And I was like, I don't want to do sales. <laughs> I want to make do people stand-up. laugh. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So that's what got me into stand-up. And, and it builds confidence, you know, when you overcome those doubts like, oh, I'm too young or I'm too, I'm too inexperienced or I'm too this or that. Finding that thing that makes you unique and then pulling it off and then realizing that like, oh shit, I can do it. It builds more confidence into the next thing that you're going to do. I like how you said it at one point they were like oh no she's way too young to do group sales yeah. no she's got to be at least 38 yeah. she must be and then you have the whole room they, they'll never buy for you, from you young girls yeah. Yeah. Like, how old are you and I looked young young yeah. like when I was 19 I looked like 14 she's just oh. a baby I also imagine baby Nikki as Bobblehead Nikki right now Nikki I was right wearing now. a pantsuit too like, a, like in a suit mm-hmm. no not a pantsuit like an actual suit suit like it was like a suit <laughs> you know what's funny The you know what the strangest little self doubt thing I had that was actually really recent what so when I was younger I was about 13 years old I threw a birthday party and only like four people came Oh. so for my 30th birthday party I was sitting there with, with my friend I was like what oh, yeah. no one comes you thought no one was gonna come <laughs> to that because I was cause, because one okay so I keep to myself a lot like yeah. I have a lot of friends but I don't really like go out as much you know yeah we Same. need to talk about that yeah I, well i mean it's i've always been like that you know <laughs> like even my best friend that literally lives two miles away from me i see her like once every two months or so. oh, yeah. i know i'm yeah. like i feel abandoned by gina <laughs> yeah gina, <laughs> gina posted a story birthday. one time with like two other bitches that i don't recognize i, know. And I, I was like, her. I'm excuse like, you how dare you this? you can't <laughs> hang out with them when you're not even hanging out with me yeah, yeah. i was like who is this yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna go puke on them and mark my territory. I thought you were taking your cat to the vet, and then on your stories you were hanging out. To I was hiking. Yeah, you're so so we already know that's a lie. <laughs> so it was so funny. I was talking to my friends. I was like, "What if no one shows up?" They're like, "Are you fucking stupid?" And then a lot of people showed up. So there was that one. There was one point in the party. I was like. Hey, you're like everybody showed up. Yay! So you look friends. stunning at your party too. You're Thanks. all like a freaking Golden Globe actress. <laughs> I literally have that picture of Gina and I on my fridge. Like I look oh. at it like all the time. Like I just let Gina flex on me. So like I'm cute. like mm, my fat ass is hungry. Oh, look, he's <laughs> That's so cute. But I do feel like when you're not thinking about it, it is definitely that. Or when you don't care, when you're just like experimenting. Like yeah. I, with the group sales, I was just experimenting, so I was having fun with it. But when I really care about something, is like when I fuck it up yeah Yeah, I'll just be like "Uh, never mind never mind I just forget about it but like if I'm just on autopilot and like when I when it's like something out of necessity and like I feel like I have to keep going yeah and I just like don't think about how much I like hate myself and it just kind of keeps going and I think also like I need the confidence of smelling great yeah and how do you smell great with deodorant and that by not sweating and not letting your BO drip all over your sides because when people hug you then they feel it and they're like what is that moisture it's sticky and it's Ew. a little experience in, uh, in my line of work I go to conventions a lot oh, oh here we go <clears throat> and I just want to say that there's a huge part missing in the convention and it's deodorant mm-hmm. and sometimes I just want to walk around the convention and just have people just hey high five buddy and then just native deodorant them right <laughs> because native deodorant is safe and has no aluminum parabens or talk also it's vegan and never tested on animals except for those goddamn water buffaloes at the conventions that smell so goddamn bad oh, no. <laughs> um, and it works really well so making the switch to an aluminum free deodorant does not mean you have to sacrifice on performance native will keep you smelling and feeling fresh all- this is the- hold on all day long this smells really good which one is that lavender. Yeah, which one is that rose. oh that is nice is that the coca, coca- no, coca- lavender, lavender and, and rose, rose. Oh. smells so good Ooh, this one's my favorite 
And that's one of 10 scents that they have, including their classics and rotating seasonals. You're guaranteed to find one that you love. Their classic scents include coconut vanilla. We smelled that. That was Pokey. Like that Pokey one had too. that one. Yeah. yeah. Uh, lavender rose, which is this one here. Cucumber mint and eucalyptus and mint. Uh, it's no risk to try. So it's free shipping on every order and offers a 30-day free returns exchanges in the USA. Now... Uh, I use this because I like smelling like lavender, but the problem with the thing with lavender is that lavender puts you to sleep. Yeah. So I put it on. You're and I go always back to bed. so tired already. Always. I think you need to get you an need like a grapefruit scent. one. Yeah. yeah. Like a lemon and grapefruit and citrus <laughs> orange zest. Yeah. Coffee one. Gina, Gina, why do you smell like a kitchen? <laughs> coffee. That's a great idea, Native. Get on that. A coffee, coffee sense. Isn't one. that going to jumpstart my glands and my arms? <laughs> <laughs> So, for 20% off your purchase, visit nativedeodorant.com and use the promo code BIGMOOD during checkout. Again, for 20% off for your stinky ass pits, go to (laughs) (laughs) nativedeodorant.com and use promo code Big mood. Navid deodorant. And you know what? You know when you should use deodorant especially? When? When you work out. Oh, I'm a stanky bitch when I work out. <laughs> we stanky bitches. <laughs> but I got such a heavy schedule that sometimes I can't fit in a workout. What do I do about it? You could try open fit. Oh, you What's got a solution? Do you know what open fit is? The only fit I get is when I open my legs. Okay. What? <laughs> okay. <laughs> you better have some native on the cut eyes. <laughs> Okay, open fit can help you take all of the complexity out of losing weight and getting fit. And we're not talking about sex because that's not very complex. (laughs) It's a brand new, super simple streaming service that allows you to work out from the comfort of your living room. And Mm. we know people like Gina will not leave their house. So maybe this is how you can get in shape, Gina. Mm -hmm. Um, They have amazing trainers and classes led by some of the most effective and engaging trainers in the world. Um, you can also join live real-time workouts with certified personal trainers. That's dope. I actually, you know, I actually saw um, at my home gym, I, at my apartment complex, I saw people using their, they brought their tablet into the, the like little yoga studio that we have and they were doing this and I saw it and I was like, oh, I know open fit. That's mm-hmm. cool. Like I watched them do the workout. It was a guy and a girl together and they were doing open fit together. That's it was cool. really cute. I like that they have a variety of workouts too. Yeah. Like one day I'm feeling bar and then the next day I'm feeling yoga or kickboxing or whatever. God, I liked it. There's a person that will be disappointed in me if I don't do it <laughs> I need to be kept in, I need to be kept on the path otherwise I'll be like that's enough and then when they just keep counting eight nine I'm like oh I gotta keep going yeah you have to like follow the program you kind of feel like because if you're by yourself sometimes you're like eight okay yeah, yeah so this me. one kind of keeps you going a little bit so that's helpful um open fit has changed the way I work out and with our code mood you can mood. join me on a fitness journey personalized just for you so right now our listeners get a 14 day free trial membership to open fit when you text mood to 50 50 50 that's five zero five zero five zero try it for free or your money back baby uh it's entirely risk-free so what do you have to lose besides the weight oh may i try that trial may i suggest you know how like they have like videos of people teaching you if they had one of michael b jordan telling me to fucking breathe real hard and work out i wish they could do deep fake exercise videos oh my god (laughs) you get to choose your trainers you're about to see me with a fucking 18 pack like you know what happened (laughs) michael b jordan Jordan. (laughs) anyways well we do not have michael b jordan but anyways you can get full access to open fit all the workouts and nutrition guides totally free for 14 days again just text mood to five zero five zero five zero disclaimer standard message and data rates may apply 
But tight. You got to tie a bod. Yeah. Like Tighten up that right butt. But yeah, what we were saying about like when you have to power through something, like when you like have to, is like usually when you get it done and you're like, oh yeah. shit, what else can I do? Mm-hmm. Do you guys doubt yourself in your relationships? No. No, I'm no. I think I Sometimes do. I do actually. Yeah. <laughs> I do. I think too, even like dating, because I've been dating a little bit and I, I what I'm doubting Jessica's is almost like, dating. am I choosing the right guy or like am, am i doing the right thing on these dates am i being myself like, i don't know for some reason i feel like i'm doubting myself a lot more now that i'm dating again so i feel that a lot and i don't know what it's coming from i don't know if it's like a fear of rejection a fear of like getting caught in a new guy that's not good for me yeah there's like some there's just been a lot more self-doubt coming into my life and maybe it means <laughs> i need to take a break and not date just yet if I'm that doubtful of myself. Well, I'll just go ahead and diagnose Jess okay. right here. Jess feels like she's not worthy of love. So in order to protect herself, she says, I'm not worthy. I'm not worthy. No, I could never be worthy. And then she just kind of has a self-fulfilling prophecy. And if that's happening to you, then uh, let us know in the comments. Thanks. <laughs> Support group. It's weird because like I have the love of my dad, but I guess because I didn't have the love of my mom, I still like feel that. Your self-love yeah. is like... It's the number one thing that you're thinking of too. Like if it's if that's the the biggest gaping hole in your life. Yeah, that's really uh, the only hole in my. Okay, <laughs> sorry. Yeah, but you, and you know the thing is that the one thing that is more important than your father's love or your mother's love is your love of yourself. Your self love. Yeah. How, how would you guys rate your self love? Like on a scale of like one to a hundred. <laughs> okay, so I was asked recently. Gina's one oh one. She's ready. Was asked recently. Um, my friend was like, "So when you were like a little bit chubbier, because I lost like fifteen pounds. He's like, when you were chubbier, were you like?" insecure did you feel whatever and i was like not really i think i don't think you understand how much i love myself (laughs) he's like that's dope okay i'm like yeah it's actually really unhealthy sometimes (laughs) but no i mean it's just one of those things where i'm like i do love myself because like even though my body didn't look exactly the way i wanted it to look like it's 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 pretty good it's keeping me alive yeah i got soft skin yeah, yeah. You, the purpose of your body oh, is more yeah. than just looking good. Yeah, like, yeah. Like yeah. health. Yeah. <laughs> Overall, how is your heart is, functioning? Is yeah, your exactly. Right. So, I mean, we're doing good over here. What yeah. about your internal <laughs> organs? Yeah, like, right. I think you know, self love is like a it's a spectrum for me. Um, it also depends on what area it is because, like, I think it is the thing that you're least thinking about that uh, that you're most secure about because, like, I in relationships I always felt like I bring this to the table and I knew my value there and like so I would not you know want to settle with somebody that didn't recognize that but in my career I've always been like in like more like self-hating because I go to auditions and then I don't book it and then you go to auditions and you don't book it and then after a while of not booking you're like it's personal now you know it's not just like Mm. you know I'm a number that they you know didn't want anymore that I could always convince myself to a point but like after a while I'm like it's, it's me I'm just not good enough like I'm just not I hate myself like why can't I be good enough I study and I study and I study and I just don't ever like get there and then I get very self-hating so I guess yeah it's those areas and then also just what day it is it's like yeah. some days I'm just <laughs> there are like, days yeah by the way I just want to say I love your mic holder that Thank you have you. this titty mic holder <laughs> titty mic hold- it's a fucking she was talking about self-doubting and I was just looking at like, you know, like it's a five thousand dollar titty holder I love myself <laughs> I love I love me. Dude, I love this. What is right? the quality like? Fuck lobs. What this is it? No one has to, I don't have brace. You like that? Dang it. Just tuck it in. Don't worry. We do. I'm going to tuck it in. Tuck it in. I'm like the only one with no titties. Can you guys still hear me? I believed my titties to be there. So. <laughs> but we believed in them and here they are. I doubt my titties can hold up this mic. I'm sorry. I just a scale of 1 to 10 or a scale of 1 to 100. What is your self love at? 
Um, I don't really ever think about it Just that put much. It, I feel like we're going to need scale. to do a whole other episode mm-hmm. on self-love. Mm-hmm. Right. So maybe we can focus on that in a whole... Because I feel like that's going to be a rabbit asshole. Yeah. A rabbit asshole. A rabbit yeah. asshole. But um, I'm... I don't know. It's weird because I feel like I love myself generally with like day to day. I don't think about it too much. But then once I start to think about letting someone else love me that's when i go oh wait like th- that's when the doubt kicks in You're like, oh, God, gross. I'm, like, I'm like oh wait like can you really love me or am i lovable but then like when i'm not thinking about a man or something else or friends that maybe don't love me as much as i love them if i'm just going about my day i feel like i love myself i feel happy enough it's just like when someone else comes into the picture it's like the doubt comes in i'm like oh wait do they love me interesting yeah and, and you know it's interesting too and this relates to self-doubt as well i feel like i had like early successes and i loved myself the most when i was a child child because like i hadn't really gotten rejected yet mm. like where like i felt like you know i i was really good in school like i learned to read when i was three and so you know i was always like ahead of my class like in, in school and people would um, like teachers would praise me for that and it was always uh, like very healthy and um, I started modeling when I was a kid and, and doing like acting acting work then and I booked every single audition that I went on and so I was like tight I'm dope and then like middle school came crashing down on my head where I was the same level of smart as everybody else because we were in gate classes and then I realized I was way behind socially like people did not want to be my friend because I was not into like middle school stuff I was still into like cartoons and shit and uh, my manager died Uh, yeah my like talent manager and so the new one that I got when I went on auditions I wasn't booking them anymore Um, I tried out for a musical and I was one of two people that didn't make it past the singing part and so I just started like really hating myself like middle school on where I was like I used to be so good or like myself and like now I suck and like no one likes me and I'm that's when I went down that internet hole of like my only friends were like on the internet and stuff yes so that's the only place I found validation comfortable you know I was this just came out for me when yesterday the other day Jess had asked me for some like old pictures for something and I thought about how like in high school I was like I'm so ugly don't look at me I'm such a piece of shit Uh, I'm so unfortunate looking how can anyone even (laughs) look at me and then I was looking at some old pictures of me and I was like wait I was kind of hot yeah (laughs) yeah like it it literally took me like at like to be now 28 like to look back on myself and be like why was I so upset with myself because like your boy was looking pretty good <laughs> yeah like i used to hate it because people would say i look like julia styles back then because if you look at she julia was so Stiles, pretty she she has kind of a round face and then also her eyebrows were kind of like not really that existent and i look back and i'm like oh my god i did look like julia mm. styles and i hated that so i <laughs> i feel like i still didn't like the way i looked in high school but i don't know it's weird because it's like you think especially too with weight you're like when you're 21 and you're like a good little 120 pounds or something like that and then you get to your 30s and you're like 135 and you're like i used to think i was fat no now I know, i'm right? carrying the weight ungrateful bitch yeah, yeah. <laughs> sometimes that self-doubt too can like cast a reality on us that just isn't fucking real yeah like when i was younger i was like oh my god these i love i'm i'm always around these white boys they don't like me because i'm black no it's because i'm black this is terrible and then when i look back on it like your boy was light skin the hair was looking on point i always had a full face of makeup on i looked good and like i think it's that sometimes white guys were afraid to approach me because they thought like racially we were divided or something and and like in retrospect i'm like 
I know those little white boys wanted to taste the chocolate. Like, oh, I they fucking do. know. I mean, they I feel do. that way about the guys, too. I'm like, well, they. I need to just stay away. They probably don't want to talk to me. Like, uh, yeah. let me get my white ass out of their way. You I know, do. like, I don't. But then maybe they would. But I just don't. I'm oh, scared. They absolutely wanted a little taste. A little testosterone. They wanted to see the strawberry nipples. Yeah, they did. They wanted to leave the chocolate strawberry nipple policy ass bitch. What language is happening? I understood it. I I really dead ass think that like I'm black nobody wants me and then in retrospect I was like dude I should have been out there like you ever seen a black girl with pink nipples yeah, before I, I should have been right out there yeah. and like god imagine if we didn't hold ourselves back so often yeah. like put ourselves out there like that it's was, true like if we fail at something we like have to find a reason for it we're like oh it's because of this and then, and then we cling to that yeah, and yeah. we decide this is the reason and then later on you find out like that's not the reason at all like that's not that's like that's so fucking funny we decide this is the reason we figured it out and this is what it is you know we are the stories we tell ourselves so make sure you tell yourself a good one out there also make sure you're you know checking out the merch subscribing rating mm. our show five stars it really helps us a lot and we love you all out there we hope that you enjoy being part of our little girl group conversations. I don't doubt your love. We don't doubt your love. Now, come on, come on, get a sit over here. Get a lick me in the box over there. Tom Bowser, sit on my lap. Tom Bowser, me a polish. It's devolved into a puddle now. We had a tattoo joke. Oh my god. Talking about some Neapolitan. <laughs> Talking about some get a lick. Subscribe. 